welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is our bonus episode for Suspicious Partner. And uh, you gotta buckle up because uh, we really liked doing it the way we did it last time, which was us just clicking from one Asia Wiki page to the next, looking <laughs> at bios for all of the actors. And so uh, welcome to the bonus episode. It's called, it's IMDB. It's a real mess in here, and we're so excited to get started. We have been doing some research, some pre-podcast research, mm-hmm. and we've got some fun facts to throw at you, starting oh. with. First and least of the fun facts, I'm going to start from the bottom, like no offense to Chan Sung. Uh, an actor named Chan Sung played ex-boyfriend who died named whatever his name was, and uh, <laughs> he was in the band 2PM, which is the same band that our boy from Just Between Lovers was in. Yeah, I think we talked about that at length in our Just Between Lovers bonus episode, because we were fascinated by the, first of all, the existence, <laughs> the existence of 2PM. Of 2PM. <laughs> so there's a couple things about it, because we started reading about how 2PM came about. If you haven't listened to that episode, a uh, quick overview. So there was like this big audition for like a band called, I think it was One Day, Mm-hmm. And I think it was a televised audition and or something. It was something big. And then they split one day into two different groups and it's 2 a.m. and 2 p.m. Adorable. So like such a conceptually interesting. I think we freaking lost our minds at that. <laughs> we love the cleverness. The we love the play cleverness. of it all. I like conceptual band names. I'm a big fan. <laughs> big fan it's very confusing to try and google them and remember which group each of the members is in probably it wouldn't be that hard if we were big big fans but as casual fans of 2pm who know two of the actors now from the group it's very exciting and Mm -hmm. it's also i do get worried that one of them is not actually in 2pm and one's in 2am and I've just gotten confused. But I don't I think mean, we're there. No, I feel like it was 2pm that every, I'm, everyone's in 2pm, I'm sure. Everyone's in 2pm. There's five of them. That's pretty good chances. As we all know, as we're all, all of the listeners of this show, especially the podcasters of this show, are the world's biggest fans of 2pm and 2am. <laughs> One day. We know we know that no one in 2am 2, 2 has ever acted in a K-drama. <laughs> we know that for a fact. We mm-hmm. have never checked that fact, and it may not be true, but we're pretty darn sure. Yeah, pretty, pretty sure. It's only the 2pm boys that are acting. Anyways, that's the least exciting of our facts. That's just a yeah. taste of what you're going to get today. <laughs> Dear listeners, do you want to hear a fact um, that I just came up with? It's very, did you make it's it almost, up? it's probably more boring than what we just talked about. I did, I made it all up. No, <laughs> I did the math though. I had to do math really quickly in my head. We were shocked to find out that Choi Tae Jun, who played your boy Ji Eun Hyuk, mm-hmm. is that right? He is. One year, 11 months, and 13 days older than me. Sorry, that was so creepy. I just kind of, like, died inside of that. <laughs> no, I'm so proud of you for doing the math that fast. It's very good. Yeah, no, I mean, to be fair, I've had his page pulled up while we were talking about uh, 2 p.m., so 
I've had a little bit of time to do that math uh, really quick, but I just, um, a few minutes ago, we were like, oh, 1991, he was born two years before Raquel. Not quite. <laughs> he was born, because you were born in the same month. Yeah, we were born in the same month. We almost have a the similar same, birthday. Same birthday. Yeah, whoa, spooky. <laughs> um, unfortunately, as I said to Emily earlier, it doesn't say what his blood type is, so I guess I can't know if I would be a good girlfriend for him, so... <laughs> Oh, we tease. We tease, we tease. We tease, we tease. We don't know. <laughs> we know nothing. Um, I really don't know anything about blood type, but I do love to pretend like I'm super into it. I do the same thing with zodiac signs, and not in like a mocking way. Like, I promise I'm yeah. not mocking anyone if they think that there is something to blood type or they do think there's something to zodiac signs. I just, I mean, I subscribe to stuff like, uh, the Kiersey personality test in the Enneagram. So, you know, we all have our thing that we, we think is a thing. Crazy thing. Yeah. Um, I'm a nine on the Enneagram, by the way. I don't know if anyone knows what that means. but you can I go certainly ahead. don't. Yeah. Have you ever taken it, Emily? I have not. I've never even heard of it. I will send you a test. I don't actually know that much about it, but I love taking quizzes that put me in a personality type. Yep, me too. <laughs> have you taken... Uh... Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies quiz? No. That's a good one. See, yeah, you can send me one, too. Um, <laughs> if you're listening to this, please, uh, and you are into stuff like this, send us anything. Send us your blood type. Send us your zodiac <laughs> sign. Send us your mom's yeah. uh, maiden name. Send us your social, social security, security number. number. <laughs> <laughs> send us anything. Anything. We love it all. Uh, but no, like, let me know what your Enneagram type is or your Myers-Briggs or Kiersey or whatever you identify it as. Um, your horoscope or my horoscope please tell me yeah. what's up with scorpios apparently we're very emotional and i believe in that apparently also cancers are very emotional and i'm a cancer and <laughs> i think i also believe that so we've solved the riddle yep that's fun i think chitijun would get would be a good match for you no matter what he seems Thanks. like just a real nice guy seems like a nice young man who i definitely thought was 35 years old <laughs> And who we definitely know very well from him acting out this one character in one yeah. single drama. Since we've seen him in literally nothing else, confirmed by the fact that I just read through his uh, his CV, his uh, <laughs> acting history, and I see not a single thing here that indicates that uh, he's ever been even close to anything that I've seen, in anything close to anything that I've seen, so. I watched half of The Undateables. A while ago. And I totally forgot about it. Apparently he is in that. Was it unwatchable? <laughs> the Undateables was not unwatchable. It was really good, and I really, really want to finish it. I just need to skip a few episodes, because they started a trope that I despise and refuse to watch. So I need to just skip the parts with that trope, and then, you know, jump straight into the end. The Happily Ever After. Mm -hmm. Like I do. Like you do. I thought I saw that he was in something Emily had seen called Exit. Uh, if you are one of our Patreon subscribers, we have some bonus content we released like a month ago that where we talk at length about Exit <laughs> and Train to Busan. And I've done a, a blog post about it. Oh, dang. Yeah. I'm not caught up on the blogs. I'm sorry. We've got a lot of content on there. You'll catch yeah. up someday. Yeah. 
I mean, it's nice for anyone who wants to subscribe to us on Patreon, because if you ever wanted more content specifically created by me and Emily, there it is. There's a bunch of it. There's a bunch of it. Mostly Emily. Emily's super on top of doing stuff like that. <laughs> I just show up to the podcast. Fucking <laughs> lamest podcasting partner. I'm sorry. You get, you get the jokes. You're the funny one. You keep the podcast afloat. I'll keep the Patreon afloat. <laughs> I feel like I'm definitely not pulling my weight, but we'll... <laughs> We'll move past it. We'll move past it. <laughs> um, he's not in that exit. It was a different guy. It was a different exit, actually. <laughs> it took a different exit. It's fine. <laughs> so I also haven't seen anything else that Kwan Ra has been in, but K-pop alert, K-pop alert, she was also in a K-pop band. She played Prosecutor Cha okay. in Cha uh, Suspicious Park. Cha Yu. Chai Jung. I read it. Chai I, I cheated. I read it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember. Yes. Got it in one. First guess. She uh, was also in a K-pop band called Hello Venus. Have you ever heard anything that they've played before? Literally never even heard the name Hello Venus. Yeah, me neither. I'm sure. It, oh, my God. She was also born in 1991. <gasps> you guys could be friends. We could be friends. I'm actually getting a little bit stressed that all of these people are so close in age to me, and I thought that they were in their 30s. Because <laughs> I, what I like in my life right now as a 26-year-old is people to look up to and emulate my life around. And when I find out that those people are the same age as me and I have nothing together, like a metric... A metric zero, just absolutely nothing. There's nothing on my scale. There's nothing there. And then I've got these people that are like successful actors and have been in K-pop groups, and I'm fine. We're doing I'm fine. okay. I'm not a crisis, yeah. Everything's <laughs> fine. I haven't left my house in a month, but everything's fine. Everything's okay. They're doing great, and we can be happy for their success without mm-hmm. comparing to our own success, which is different. And not less than... Okay. For sure. For, For sure. sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine. We're fine. We're yeah. not failures. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, she's in Itaewon class. Yeah, we need to watch that. Mm-hmm. That's been, that's been hyped up. We're going to get on Itaewon class someday. Maybe. I watched the first episode. That's good enough. That's pretty good. Wow, I shouted that at the microphone. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> it's because I needed to hear it, and you knew that I needed to hear it, because I feel like a bad K-drama podcaster, because I only watch the first episode of any given show. You're just dipping your toes in. You don't want to spoil it for yourself if we decide to do it for the podcast, that's all. Yeah, but I'm not supposed to do that with every single show I watch. I think that's <laughs> using the excuse for things that it's not supposed to be used for. Her hair looks so soft. Yeah. Yep. These pictures are interesting. If y'all have ever hung out on Asian Wiki... Um, sort it out, Asian Wiki. Sort it yeah, out. They don't look quite like the humans that these <laughs> pictures are supposed with. to be. Yeah. Um, which is not to say her hair didn't look great in the show. I just, uh, you know... She's killing it in this picture. Yeah, she's killing it in this picture. Uh, the picture of Chaboy. Che Taejun. Yeah, Taejun doesn't look even remotely like who we came to know and love in the show, Ji Hyuk. It's startling to see him, a new man. 
The thing is, is that when we go ahead and we change hair color that drastically, <laughs> how am I supposed to know it's the same person? <laughs> I can't recognize faces, guys. <laughs> I am lost if they cut their hair. If they cut their hair, if they dye their hair, it's an it's a whole new ball game that I cannot keep up with. We can't. Uh Ching Wook, I do recognize, but his picture, I'm gonna say it is really bad. It's a really bad picture. I have not pulled it up yet. Let me see. Oh, boy. That doesn't... Okay, so listen. It's not that I don't recognize him. When I say it doesn't look like him, it doesn't look like a new person. It just doesn't look like... It's like how in Suspicious Partner, there was an episode where Eun Hee starts crying when they're in the ambulance because Nojiwook has just been stabbed. And uh, she's like, she's sobbing and she looks not like the same person, which is the most accurate representation I've ever <laughs> seen of a crying person in a K-drama because usually yeah. they cry like angelic forms of who they were before they started crying. I love um, a good ugly crier. That's yeah, cause I, me. <laughs> my face crumples. I like, am a little it, goblin. Yeah, I shapeshift, and then my face turns really red, and so and I've got really light yeah. blue irises, and so when my eyeballs, like the whites of my eyes, turn red, I look possessed. Demonic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nightmare. And then I can't control, yeah, the rest of my face. Like, I feel like my mouth turns into this, like, gaping, horrible, like, you know, <laughs> creature... I, I strings even... of spit like <laughs> attaching from my teeth to my bottom lip because it's the only time that you don't care about that you're not thinking about how you look you're not, you're not thinking, thinking about how you look and you look really bad <laughs> and that sucks to think about yeah and she didn't look nearly so bad she was still crying pretty well but she definitely let her face change like it was a new face for sure i like that yeah 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 that's what ji chang looks given me and <laughs> in this picture like he's the same guy but this haircut's not doing anything for him he's got a tiny bracelet i think it's hard to to uh connect those dots this is great podcasting by the way talking about pictures <laughs> that our listeners can't see <laughs> really good quality podcasting content um but i think that the hardest part to reconcile is that ji chung wook has the same hair in every role yeah, and it's not and so, this. Where did he get this? <laughs> Who did this? He's got, I think he usually has more of like a flattering bowl cut is what I want to call it. Yeah, and it's always like parted. Yeah. Kind of. And then like when it's not, I don't know. And then like he'll push it back at one point in the series to go for a new look, you know? Yeah, like change it in up. Every, in every series he's in, he like starts out with it down. And then, like, he'll change it up by pushing it back. I guess in this one, though, he actually started with it pushed back as a prosecutor. Let it go down when he became an attorney. Like, Batman, like, change it, like, <laughs> Bruce Wayne, Batman, <laughs> going from the Batcave to the... Batcave is... Is Batman probably an attorney and not a prosecutor, right? Probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoops. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. He got the hair. In this picture, it's mostly just bangs. It feels like the rest of his hair is very short, and then mm -hmm. he's got some long bangs. <laughs> oh, he was also born in my birth month. <gasps> Raquel, get out of here. All these July birthdays. He was born two days before Choi Tae, 
June. What? And then a couple of years. Uh, some odd years. Oh. He was born in he was born in eighty seven. <laughs> Why am I talking about people's birthdays so much? Because July. I just have to call out my July homies. Yeah, I know that it's a really dumb thing, but it brings me so much joy to have a birthday buddies. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I just I'm way like to connect with buddies. people. Uh one di- time I left my ID in like I had it in a lanyard sitting on a table at our friend's house. And we were having like this, it was sort of a party. You were there. Um, If we consider all of those hangout nights at Matt's parties. Oh, okay. And uh, his girlfriend that he had been seeing for a while at that point, but not like super long. They've been together for a couple of years now. But that time, like, I think it was the first time we met her. And she walked like upstairs to do something. And then she came back down and she was like, Hey, we have the same birthday, like same day and everything. And I was like, what? And so uh, that's how I met my twin. (laughs) She's from Hong Kong. I love that. Mm -hmm. Like, why does that bring me so much happiness to know that there's birthday buddies? I I know that I'm totally off tangent now. We're not in the bonus episode territory anymore. But uh, birthday buddies, one last thing. I used to work at a testing center uh, when I was in college. And it was like the university testing center. And so I would proctor like tests for professors. Like professors could put their... Uh, I think most colleges have a testing center. I don't know why I'm explaining it. But just in case like you went to college before they implemented this, I know in the olden days they used to have tests in class. These days, usually they put them in a testing center so that they can have extra days of class. The olden um, days? Yeah, the olden days. Way back, back in when. Yeah, back in 1999. Probably like 2016. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I worked at the testing center and I had to check IDs to make sure that they matched the name that they were writing on their test to make sure that it was who was taking the test and all of that checked out. And I was checking this ID and he hands it to me and I check his name first and he has the same last name as me, which is not uncommon. I have an extremely common last name. And then for some reason, I see what his birthday is. I usually didn't check birthdays. There wasn't much need for that. He had... Same year, same day, birthday, and same last name as me. Eee, spooky. And I was like floored, so I told him, and he like clearly didn't care, and I was oh, no. so mad. He was just like, "All right," and I was like, "This has been such a good talk. I'm so glad we did this." <laughs> yeah, you have to kill him. <laughs> oh my no. evil twin! Yeah, and he stole something from you. <sighs> That's super cool. I wish I had a birthday buddy. I don't think I've ever found one. You know what? He stole from me my social high ground when I got really excited about this crazy coincidence. I told him, I was like, we have the same last name and the same birthday. And this dude did not care. (laughs) He's like, I have a biology test. So if you could let me go, dude, I'm Um, excited for you. you. Yeah, we'll find you a birthday buddy, though. Yeah, I have Manuel. He's November 17th. That's a week away from my birthday. Yeah, that's so close. My friend Makika's November 7th. That's three Um, days from my birthday. I'm a little worried, though, because now I'm pretty sure that Manuel's birthday is November 19th. Is it? I think so. So a week and two days. When's Makiko's birthday? November 7th. Though now that I say it, and I know that Manuel's was wrong, (laughs) who's to say? to say we've just celebrated it together for the past couple years because mine's november 10th 
Guys, is, if anyone out there is listening and you're my birthday buddy, please reach out. She, reach we out. need this. I need my 25th birthday coming up this year to be a big one with all my birthday buddies. I wonder what Ju Chung Wook has been in. Well, I don't think we've ever seen him in anything else. <laughs> this is our first foray into Ju Chung Wook's uh, work. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Bachelor's Vegetable Store? No, we meant to watch that, but we couldn't find a place that was streaming it. Yeah, because we took a quiz and it was like, which Ching Chong Wook is perfect for you? I take so many quizzes on Soompi, it's stupid. <laughs> I love them. Oh, their quizzes are a joke and I love it. Yeah, who needs BuzzFeed quizzes when you have Soompi quizzes? Who needs adult life when you still have teenage quizzes? <laughs> Anyway, uh, the Ju Cheng Wook that was meant for me was from Bachelor's Vegetable Store. Didn't you get the same Ju Cheng Wook? I think so. That might have been the only answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie. Who's to say? Um, yeah, we need to watch way more of these. Yeah, I do feel like we need to give Melting Me Softly another chance. A third chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it if you do it, but honestly... <laughs> I there's nothing wrong with it. I just didn't like it. Maybe we can do it together when we're back in the same city and we can just talk the whole time. Yeah, I feel like if we started joking about it, it would be more bearable. I just I guess I take K drama watching too seriously. I didn't know <laughs> I did that. But it's a very like silly, lighthearted while also supposed to be very sad and distressing in some ways show and I just I didn't see it. Yeah. I mean, it was bound to happen that eventually... I mean, Ji chung couldn't rule all of the best Korean dramas forever. For all time. Yeah. But he's trying. The K2 and Healer. And then Suspicious Partner. And those were, like, in order. Like, he was in Healer, then the K2, then Suspicious Partner. That's, like, what he did with his career consecutively. I've heard very good things about Empress Key, but I've never seen it. Yeah, because we never do historicals. Nope. You put on those those tall hats and we're out. Yeah. Everything to do with the tall hats and nothing to do with the patriarchy. Correct. Nothing, I mean, sort of something, I I can't say nothing against it after I drag the patriarchy, but that is, I mean, if I'm being honest, can I be honest on this, our podcast that we created? You can only be honest here. Okay, so my biggest problem with historical dramas, personally, is the treatment of women historically. I struggle with it. That's not unfounded. Yeah. I understand. But I'm sure that there's, like, really well-done ones, because I like some of the, like, high fantasy dramas that we've watched that deal with some stuff set in the past, and then, like, flash forward. It's just hard. It's just hard to reconcile when it's all you're watching, and you're like, okay, well, I don't know that her life actually gets better after this. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, she's... Such a strong female lead, which we love to see, but uh, is constantly facing every single obstacle just because of being a woman. Yeah. Yikes. But if you guys have any, like, amazing historical um, recommendations, like, historical drama recommendations, like, you literally, like, didn't even think about what, like, the societal issues while you were watching it because it was just so freaking good then hit me up, let me know. I'm I'm always open to trying new things. Yeah, I want to get into historicals, but 
I'll leave that to Lee Evie of the Lee Evie Korean yeah. drama podcast. She Lee can do Evie's it better than we can. Killing it. Yeah, she <laughs> she's like got that market squared away. She's doing such a great job. Go check out Lee Evie's podcast if you aren't historicals and you're sad that we don't ever do historicals. She's got them covered. Um, I follow Nam Ji Hyun, who was our female lead in Bung Hee, on Instagram. Is it a good Instagram? I've never checked it out. It's all right. It's I feel like a lot of uh, Korean stars have similar Instagrams where it's just a lot of self-promotion. And that's fine. They're allowed. Um, apparently I've seen... A lot of the stuff on her list. Now that I'm reading the list, it's a very long list of stuff that she has starred in. Now that I'm reading all of it, apparently I haven't. But <laughs> she, I really want to watch 365 Repeat the Year, which just came out. She's starring in that. That's very exciting, but it's very new, so I haven't watched it yet. A Hundred Days My Prince. Why did I think I've watched that? I haven't. I have heard of it. It's a historical, so I skipped it. Suspicious Partner, nailed it. Shopping King Louie, seen that, about half of it. So that counts as well. And that's literally it. I don't know why I said I've seen so many things that she's been in. I'm embarrassed, and that's fine. (laughs) Do you want to know what the magic of having your own podcast is? Especially your role in the podcast these days? (laughs) What's my role? Oh, no. Anything you want to edit out, you can. (laughs) You've got the power. But and that I never said, will. Yeah. Yeah, we like to bring you just like our drawling voices for an hour on these bonus episodes as we talk as if we were just talking to each other about <laughs> things that people are in. Can I tell you, I'm so sorry. We tried to focus back on people's uh, job, like their careers and like what they've been in. We tried so hard. Can I please tell you something about her birthday? <laughs> oh, it's the same year as my birthday. Yeah, she's two years younger than me. Wow. That means that when she did this K-drama, she was like... 12? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was 12. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, when did this come out? When did Shop... I think 2017. 2017. So three years ago, she was was graduating college. I was getting married. She's 21, probably. 21? Jeez. Jeez Louise. Jeez Louise, I've never been that young. I've never been 22 in my life. <laughs> That's 21, crazy. Now I know how you feel. I feel like you yeah. were describing it earlier, this like feeling of inadequacy. And I was like, it's so much easier to be like, no, Raquel, I think you're doing fine. I think you're doing good. Don't compare yourself to these people. And then I found someone with my similar birth year. No, my, my exact birth year. Similar yeah. birthday. And I'm like, well. It changes everything. I just want to die. <laughs> I just want to die. She's a little bit shorter than me, and now that's all I have. (laughs) Suck it, you tiny nymph. (laughs) It's all I have. Uh, All of the... Everyone else was taller than me, so... (laughs) It's fine. I'm actually not... I'm average, but I'm pretty sure I'm taller than most Korean women, but shorter than most Korean men. How tall are you? I'm 5'6". Not 5'7"? Mm-mm. I guess I'm a little taller than you. I'm about 5'7". Just, just maybe like like an inch-ish. <laughs> yeah, maybe like half an inch. <laughs> like half an inch taller than me. I might, I might round up sometimes <laughs> to help my self-esteem. 
I always feel like the tallest person in every room, but not in that like really nice way where you feel really confident. I feel like the tallest person in every room in that lanky, like, what am I doing? What are my hands doing? Why are oh, they no. so far away from my body all of a sudden? Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm being so self-deprecating. I feel like I'm trying to be funny and it's coming off as really sad. <laughs> it's okay because you don't leave the house anymore. So we know that you're not going to, going to all these parties and feeling like the lankiest person in the room. Because you're not leaving your room, so you, there's no reason to be sad. I haven't left the house in so long. I can't remember the last time I talked in person with a human being that wasn't my parents. I'm socially distancing with my parents so that I don't have to socially distance all alone. Oh, Yeah. I've got a wonderful husband to social distance with, and I'm definitely not gonna kill him. I'm gonna <laughs> try really, really, really hard. No, I'm just kidding. We're still happily in love. We're good, guys. We're good. It's the best one. It's the best to be part of any conversation that Jason and Emily are a part of because they're the funniest people I've ever met and their banter together is second to none. Thanks, Raquel. That's really nice of you to say. I keep trying to get him to start a podcast with me because I believe that's true as well, but you know, he thinks he can't be funny on cue. He thinks it comes too naturally to him that if we tried to force it, it would never work. And you know... <laughs> I feel like it's pretentious to say I disagree, because maybe our <laughs> podcast is awful to listen to, and we're not as funny as we think. Oh, man, we think we're so funny. Yikes. I hope I we are. Do, yeah, I do feel like I was making you laugh a lot more before we started the podcast, and then the like immediate pressure of starting the podcast took it all out of me, so I just started recycling jokes I told you before, but you had already oh, no. laughed at them. It's fine. <laughs> we're fine. Uh... I feel like I have to apologize as well, because before we started the podcast, I wasn't paying enough enough attention to my research, and now I'm trying to research while also talking, and I think it makes me not laugh at your jokes as much as I should. No, that's okay. Apologies. Um, I'm going to bring up a new actor page, unless you want to talk more about your girl. I closed it. We're done with her. She also, uh, clearly, her hair is naturally a different color, if you didn't know that when you were watching the K-drama, then what are we doing here? It looks good on her. Both colors look really good on her. I usually do not like that uh, bleached kind of orangey color that a few K-drama stars go for, but I thought it looks really good on her as In Bung Hee. Yeah, it did. She, I had a weird relationship with all of her fashion and her style because I really liked it but at the same time it's one of those things where like I don't think that fashion has to be something I would wear to be good but there were so many things that felt almost like dress up doll cutesy that she Mm. wore that I was like oh I it's like her fashion made me really tired but it was really good (laughs) like it was super pretty and like her hair always looked great it changed a lot over the course of the series. Yeah, it was her style was really interesting. I think I agreed with none of it, which, like you said, doesn't matter. I don't have to, but we didn't do a fashion corner in any of our episodes because nope, I so never liked is. her fashion. No. That's fine. She's allowed to wear bows and weird dresses. Frills. Yeah, lots of lace stuff and sh- pantsuits that are shorts, though. Like, How are you allowed yeah. to wear that as a lawyer? You're a professional. Like, am I the patriarchy now? That I'm <laughs> you're like, the patriarchy I now. can't take you seriously if you're showing up in shorts to the prison to talk to a prisoner who is your client. Mm. 
Part of me was, like, proud of her because I've always struggled with the idea of I don't wear a lot of skirts, but I also feel like I get hot so easily. So, like, good on her for, like, I don't know, like, trailblazing that particular area of fashion that no one has before that I'm aware of. But, (laughs) yeah, at the same time, I was like, oh, I kept thinking her uh, shorts were extremely short skirts and I was concerned. Again, am I the patriarchy? Because I hate when people say wear modest clothes. I want everyone to wear exactly what they want to wear. I don't believe in the concept of modesty. I think it's BS. Right? Sorry. But then I watch this show and I'm like, you're not allowed to wear shorts. What what am I? What's wrong with me? Why are we being this way? I, okay, I'm turning it around right now. I'm changing my opinion, which is a fun time to change my opinion and be talking because I can hear my dog chasing my parents' dog upstairs, and that's for <laughs> sure coming through on the mic. I can hear it, too. Can I say mine first while your dog's finished? Mm-hmm. I'm not changing my mind, and I don't know why. I don't know why I'm like this, but I'm going to stick with it because uh, Noji Wook... Our male lead constantly wore, like, fairly casual looks around, like, the office and walking around town. He had, like, slacks and then usually some type of nicer but kind of looser shirt. Like, it was it was usually like, some kind of t-shirt vibe going up, going on up top. Mm-hmm. And then he'd throw on a blazer and it would be like, oh, you look very professional now, sir. You're going to, going to do work now as a professional. And I... Didn't feel like there was any transition with her outfits, where it was always just just wearing shorts at the office felt a little too casual, and then she'd have to go do something a little more professional, but there was no, yeah, there's no piece that she could add that would be like, and this really dresses it up, makes it look as professional as I want to be right now. Like maybe if she took the blazer off when she was chilling? Yeah, maybe. Literally. I don't know. Just change, change those shorts for... For some pants when she goes to the office. Why am I like this? I don't know. I'm standing by it because Ji Chang-wook, a.k.a. No Ji-wook, changed his outfits mm-hmm. as he went back and forth. I'm going to change my mind because, first of all, who doesn't love some discourse on a podcast? And second of all, I'm really mad at the fact that I feel like we targeted her because she's a female, even though I know that's not why we targeted it. But it might be. But it might be, and I worry about that. So I'm going to change my mind right here, right now. Okay. I would not wear anything she wore. I'm st- I am am standing by that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you people. We couldn't pull it off. I could, that's our fault. I could not pull it off. Does it have something to do with the fact that I don't wear shorts enough, and you can see all the veins in my leg, like, whoa? Yeah, it does have a little bit to do with that, for sure, I think. But also, I would I, I would not wear what she wears, but I am so proud of her for paving the way for women to wear shir- shorts in the workplace, because it's time. All right, I'll try and stand by you. I'll stand, like, behind you, like, a little bit behind you. <laughs> women supporting women. <laughs> women supporting women who support other women. <laughs> I'll support you supporting her. As as close as I'm going to get right now. I don't know why I'm like this. I'll try and fix myself. Mm. Mm. Good discourse. (laughs) Guess who was... You know the answer to this guess who game that I'm about to play? No. Because we talked about it before we started recording. Guess who was in Train to Busan? Yeah, I do know the answer. Oh, Investigator Bong. Yeah. (laughs) Jung Hyuk Jin. 
Yeah, I think that's the only thing I've seen with him in it, though. So that has to be what I recognize him from. But I, th- when I first saw him, I was like, I definitely recognize this dude. I don't think oh, I no, did. Oh, no, no, no. That's not the only thing he was in. He was in Lovely Horribly. What? Who was he in Lovely Horribly? Who was he in Lovely Horribly? Sir. Man, I can't remember anything that happened. Oh, he was the manager in Lovely Horribly. He was oh. Philip Yu's manager. Oh, but we spent a lot more time with a uh, young man. Mm-hmm. Not as much with the manager. Jeepers. I have seen him in Signal, which I only watched uh, not very many episodes of. Whoops. So I don't remember that at all. Beautiful Mind, which I watched oh, many years ago. Dr. Romantic. I just finished that, and I don't remember him at all because I am the dumbest person alive. But he's also in Dr. Romantic too. That's dope. Lovely, horribly, and vagabond. I just started vagabond. I finally recognized him in something. I absolutely was like, Jason, this man was a suspicious <laughs> partner. I nailed it. I remember him. I literally just watched him two days ago in Suspicious Partner. And that's how I remember. <laughs> I nailed it. I'm just going to move on from him because I have nothing else to say. <laughs> I'm trying to find out who he was in Dr. Romantic. And they even have like a picture of him in character. And I'm like, I vaguely recognize him. Why am I? Am I dying? Why can't my brain remember things? Um, I feel like your brain remembers important things like the faces, of, like the second language you've learned, the faces of the children you teach, how to teach. The numbers you learned in your accounting major. And my brain remembers only useless IMDb BS because I have like an encyclopedic knowledge of actors and their like past acting history and freaking quiz me about Game of Thrones someday. Anyone <laughs> go ahead, ask me anything. I like. It's not even that I, like, set out to be the number one fan of these things wherein I'm like, I have to know these things. I just, I'm one of those awful, wretched people that, like, remembers faces really well. I think that makes you very smart. I Well, I mean, I'm one of those people that everyone else doesn't like because, like, no one else. I, I meet very few people that have, like... A memory for faces and usually people are like oh i didn't remember who that was and it was the worst and like who has time for that and i'm always like i'm what not Doesn't me that make you like the savior i feel like <laughs> i'm always like oh i didn't remember who that and you're like it's this person i'm like you are the other half of me that <laughs> i needed in my life but i don't deserve you you are magical i'm sorry if i don't say that enough and if i let other people bully you for your magic powers no, you, I mean, we, we'll carry each other in different ways. You'll yeah. be my friend, even though I, we, there's a long list. I don't want to get into <laughs> it. I've, I've self-deprecated enough tonight. Yeah. Can't self-deprecate anymore. I won't allow it. Um, I haven't seen anything that Dong Ha has been in. Dong Ha played our very... Bad boy. Our very <laughs> bad boy, Jung Hyun Soo, our murder boy. Our murder boy, and I wanted to see him in other stuff, and he's in plenty of other things. I just have never seen, nor even heard of, any of them. And you that's on me. Beautiful Mind is exactly like <gasps> the same beautiful mind that 
is Did you watch Beautiful Mind? The Hollywood. You watched Beautiful Mind? Then you have seen stuff with him in it. Wow. He was young Sung Jung in Beautiful Mind. I have not seen it, but here on Asia Wiki, Asian Wiki, it lists out who he played next to the series. Guys, if you haven't been on Asian Wiki, you are missing out. I freaking love this website. They put so much work into this. Yeah, it's like really, I think the formatting is really nice. It's maybe not like the most beautiful, but it's like so practical. I love it. Mm -hmm. Tells us their ratings. It maybe will someday tell us their blood types. So listen, I'm really, really used to, uh, so Ji Cheng Wook is six years older than I am. And that's like what? the standard I've gotten used to. Yeah. No. And so now all of these people that are like my age or younger or maybe like two years older than me, it's, I can't, I'm sure that I've gotten my point across about how stressed I am about this because I keep bringing it up constantly, but uh, Dong Ha is only a, a year older than I am, so. So that sucks for us. But, yeah. Ji Ching Wook is significantly older than us. Like six years, so that's kind of nice. That, maybe you've got time. Maybe I've got time. Because he's killing it, okay? It was a long while before he got that streak of, like, healer, K2, suspicious partner, melting me softly. Back to back. Back to back. I need to get on. Wait, I already closed this tab. <laughs> Dong Ha? Mm-hmm. I need to get on his bad bandwagon. He was a good actor, and I really enjoyed him in this. Super good. Sorry, I'm really quick just clicking through and making sure that I'm not going to have any more birthday crises. Um. <gasps> Kim Yee-won, who played Prosecutor Na, is, like, Ji Ching-wook's age. Yeah. What? Okay. I mean, that's fine, I guess. How? How, how did these people never age? I would have guessed she was the youngest one in the show. Wow. Found a birthday buddy for Makiko. <gasps> who? Ji Il-jun. Okay, so listen, I discovered this in, like moments before we started recording but we did not have our recording equipment on so you guys weren't here for the big reveal so i saw glju in the cast list for suspicious partner i was really excited i was like okay i remember him this guy was the psychic he played the psychic no 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 sorry mm, i messed up he didn't play the psychic okay he so that's where you got confused yes I confused I got, you. Yes. There you I go. You won. Right. Yeah, you won. Anyway, he actually played the stalker, which is much worse. Yeah. Anyway, I uh, clicked on his profile because he looked pretty familiar. He was in Healer. He played the father, so like the young father of Ji Chung Wook's character in Healer. Bum, bum, bum. That's what's up. That's so crazy. Yeah, we've and seen that this. show, and they were in it together, father and son. Wow. Yeah, he was the not the psychic. Okay, well, see, I'm moments ago we thought that this was my one talent. <laughs> <laughs> dashed, dashed away. Dashed. It's fine. I'm glad you recognized him because I was like, I have no idea who this guy is if he's not the psychic. Um, yeah, he's the stalker boyfriend. Mm-hmm. The spooky well, stalker that you're supposed to think is so great until he tries to kill his girlfriend. Yikes. That actually feels like it was decades ago that we watched that. that. also feels like it happened four times in the series. Now that I'm yeah. kind of... <laughs> they had a lot of stalker boyfriends. 
They yeah, had two, it was and that was too many. Stucker boyfriend number one. He was the first when the we OG. when Unbong He had to discover that stalking is bad. He was <laughs> there to help her teach that lesson for her. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you guys remember a couple of weeks ago when Unbong He just like stalked uh, Nojuuk just like forever for like years? And mm-hmm. uh, I, because I know I do. Wow, we kind of forgot about her problematic behavior. Yeah, that's so what. I'm not letting the shorts do. thing go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's what K dramas will do to you. They will make you forget problematic behavior. They really will. K dramas are tough sometimes, especially. I think we're getting better as we move forward in time, but I think we've got some real real issues with uh, some of the tropes and common occurrences in older K-dramas. They can be harder to watch. Mm-hmm. I did recognize a face. Kim Ye-won, who played Prosecutor Na. I started watching uh, Flower Boy Ramen Shop, I swear is what it's called. That sounds familiar. There, there's a series... Yeah, Flower Boy Ramen Shop. There's a series of three Flower Boy shows. And this was one of them. And I think I got through like two or three episodes and it was very uncomfortable. It seems like the premise, though I haven't watched most of it, is that the female lead is a high school teacher and the male lead is one of her students, which is just not okay with me. That's a nightmare. Don't do that. No, what? So what? Power imbalance is so tricky to get right, and you're never going to get it right that way. (laughs) That's not the way to do it. Uh Uh-uh. We already have to suspend so much disbelief of power imbalance with, like, because every K-drama has, like, they always present something. And that's actually something I really appreciated with Just Between Lovers, is that um, it was one of the few relationships where there wasn't really, like, any financial disparity between the leads, or, like... Then we jumped to Suspicious Partner, which is, like, the opposite of that. Yeah, because always, like, there's always... Y'all have been here for a a couple episodes, I'm assuming. You know that I'm here for, like, a workplace romance because there's something broken in my brain and there's, like, something about about that specifically that's really appealing for me. I don't know why I'm like this. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I... Like, there's always that, or yeah, there's always, like, big-time financial disparity. Like, uh, someone's, like, a CEO of a company and the other person's, like, scraping by at best, you know? Mm -hmm. I just, those are already a little bit tricky to navigate. But when you navigate the power imbalance of, like, both an age difference and, like, that person is, like, a, a... So it's, like, an age difference, but it's, like, a young mind... Yeah. Mixed with, like, the person that's charged with shaping that young mind. It's a lot. Not okay. Mm-mm. Hard no on that, y'all. You can't be an authority figure and, yeah, try and help them navigate their way into adulthood and real life. And also be in a relationship with them. That is horrifying. That's called grooming, and it's actually <laughs> very hard. Uh, yee. Yee. So yeah, I couldn't keep watching Flower Boy Ramen Shop. Uh, maybe there's a time jump very fairly quickly into the series and everything is kosher. But, you know, I didn't get that impression. So, no, nope. Get out of here. But God, I was I super stoked that I finally recognized a face in a drama. And that was Kim Ye-won. Yay. 
I did one yeah. thing right. <laughs> I know her. I know her. Um, so the, <laughs> just real quick, back to the power imbalance thing. I feel like that was a really, uh, well done aspect, or at least not unexpected aspect of this show, where consistently suspicious partner used pretty much every trope available to Korean dramas, and they used them, I don't know, very well. Like, I thought they were, did a great job where the the classic frustrating and annoying and heart-wrenching K-drama tropes that are available in every single show were all squeezed into this one drama, which made them almost humorous. So I really liked it. And that's on the writer, I think. Yeah. That's my transition to talking about the writer. Which is a good transition. That's, yes. I'm excited to talk about the writer because I think the writer did a very good job with this show. They injected so much comedy, like, really good situational comedy, especially in the first half of this K-drama, I'd say, was much more comedic than the second half, which is not to say that the second half didn't have its moments, but, like... But for a show with, like, six murders and, like, three attempted murders, you would not assume there were as many laugh-out-loud moments as there were. Mm-mm. And, like, relatable characters, which uh, brought to life so many nightmares, because when you relate to the character who's also being <laughs> living your nightmare, then that's a little bit scary. But, um, <laughs> but Unbang, he was really relatable, and then to, I don't know, mix that very, like, real type of character and, like, mix it with comedy to kind of balance out just, like, the so much murder. <laughs> the sheer number of murder victims that this show packed in. I love it. It was a good balance. Mm -hmm. They used comedy to to keep you from getting too too nervous. Um, Kwon Ki-young was the genius writer behind Suspicious Partner. Kwon Ki-young wrote Suspicious Partner, Hello Monster, All About My Romance, Protect the Boss, and Crazy in Love. I have never seen, heard of any of them. Yeah, I have not heard or seen heard of or seen any of them, but that's they our knocked fault. it out. Yeah. Kwon Ki-young knocked it out of the park with Suspicious Partner. Um it looks like they haven't done anything since then. Yeah. Other projects are two and three years apart, though. Yeah, so maybe we'll get something soon from them. I'm going to cross my fingers, and I'm going to watch all these in the meantime, because, I don't know, I've been thinking about it since I had seen Suspicious Partner before, and I was so, like, attached to it on this weird emotional level that I was not aware of until we decided to watch it again. I freaking love this show, and I want to see all their work and see if I love it as much as I think I will. I'm so excited. I've got, like, a new list, and I hope all of them are on Vicky. Yeah. Please. Vicky or Netflix. There have been more and more K-dramas on Netflix. I'm really proud of the fact that we get to live in a time when K-dramas are kind of blowing up. Me too. Do you ever feel like, in your mind, you think that you're shaping what is happening, but in actuality, it's probably that what's happening is shaping you. Because I feel that way both about um, Korean dramas and, uh, sorry, parting the curtain a little bit, um, involuntarily on Emily's part, really into D&D, &D, like super into D&D, &D. Um, mm -hmm. big, huge nerd. 
uh, for D&D, and we get to grow up in a time when, like, there's a bunch of podcasts about it, and everyone's playing it, and everyone's really into it. And I get excited that, yeah, stuff like K-dramas are, like, showing up on Netflix in pretty large numbers, and that uh, just, like, the general existence of, like, critical role in the adventure zone and stuff. Yeah! Yeah, it definitely feels like uh, you feel like a part of it, especially with this podcast, where you're like, we started a Korean drama podcast just as they were getting popular. But then I feel like being on Twitter and having access to other people with different <laughs> opinions, everyone else is like, you did not. You are last on the ship. Hello, welcome. Please get on. I'm glad you enjoy K-dramas, but you did not discover them by any <laughs> yeah. means. So I, I stay humble. I know that yeah. we were last on the boat, but it's very exciting yeah, to be part of this wave of love and acceptance and excitement for things that are getting to be mainstream popular. Korean dramas and Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. We love them. We know about them. We would love to talk about them with all of you guys. Please. 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 We are very <laughs> extra lonely right now. Like, we've always wanted to talk to other people about this stuff, but we are extra lonely right now, so... Hit us up. Hit us up. Let's talk about this stuff. We have our email. Uh, it's playonkpodcast at gmail.com. That's a great place to reach us and talk about stuff. Yeah, we're on Twitter. We are at playonk, and I try and be on there more, but sometimes it overwhelms me. Not gonna lie. But I'd love it if you stop by and say hi. Yeah, uh, we have our website where you can sign up for our newsletter. Obviously, we're getting ready to announce the next K-drama we're doing, so stay tuned for that. And if you haven't signed up, go sign up so you can catch up on the K-drama we decide to watch and listen along as we talk about it. Yeah, we are on Patreon, patreon.com slash playonk. There is a link to it on our website if you don't want to type all that in. And there you can find blog posts about all the dramas that we've been watching that didn't make it onto our podcast. You can find some bonus episodes, including our very funny, hopefully, coronavirus-inspired episode that we did about a month ago. Yeah. And now we're hosting watch parties. Yes! We're going to use Netflix to watch stuff with our patrons on Patreon. So sign up for that so that you never miss a party with us. Yes, and uh, to be entirely fair, we have one patron, Patreon subscriber, that uh, has helped us organize that and has like really spearheaded it and we appreciate him so much thank you josh for being thank the you, best josh, for being the best you're the best thank you yes we'll be more in charge of it from now on we promise we'll get yeah. our we'll get our heads on straight it's just really hard and literally nothing makes me happier when someone else asks me to hang out because I'm that guy that's like, I don't know. I don't know what the interest is in this. Yeah, and so the right? fact that Josh has taken so much initiative to help us get this set up and wants to watch a K-drama with us, I'm so excited. I'm like, it's going to be such a good time. So if you're able to and interested, hop on Patreon and subscribe. I know things are tight right now, though, so we'll uh, we'll still be here for you, whether or not you can subscribe, but, like, boy, howdy, is it going to be a good time watching this good, good K-drama? So excited. Um, if you can, give us a rating, a review, 
uh, five stars on whatever platform you're listening on. We appreciate that so, so much, and it would help us, you know, get noticed. Yeah. Put us on the charts. Put us on the charts. I don't know if that's a thing. Put us on a chart. (laughs) If you're making a chart, put us on it, please. Put us right on that chart. (laughs) We want to thank James Hevel for our wonderful theme song. We love it, and we love you. We love you, and we love you all for listening. Join us next week for a brand new Korean drama review. Yeah, and keep your eyes up for what that's gonna be. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.